Tootsie and Jane Fonda in Nine to Five have the same outfit. Mm, oh my that's god, we're true. exploring this. I just rewatched Nine to Five, so it's a perfect movie. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And then you ruined it by being like, "Hey, she this, was pointing this to the Opens with Nine to Five. You know what else opens with Nine to Five? The Love Guru. And then you made me watch the opening. Mike the Myers. Love. We are big Mike Myers fans in this household. Wow. <laughs> I do not have any That's part rough. in this. That, this is not me. Austin Powers holds up. Mm. It's good. It's funny. Third one was rough. Yeah. Third one was really rough. I think the second one is the worst one. And then what? The third is okay. No, and the Will first Ferrell one's makes the best. that one. The first one is Austin the best. Austin Powers, I'm going to kill you right I'm now. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Kakaria! How how much of what we've recorded is usable for an episode so far? Would you say maybe 15 minutes? (laughs) Yeah, because none of it's about me. Welcome to Wrestlesplania, the podcast where I, Kath Barbadoro, a wrestling fan, explains wrestling to new fan Rachel Millman. Hi, Rachel. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Uh, We're having a wonderful time. We are having a wonderful time. Spoiler alert, magic of editing. We've been talking for quite a while, getting a little white wine drunk. With Uh, our guest today, Jocka. Jocka! Jocka's here! Oh, it's happy hour. That's why we've been getting drunk. (laughs) I'm really happy that Jocka's on the show, because... He like you were at the first ever live show I went to. Ooh. Yeah, that's yep. true. Which we, one's this? Uh, Evolve one hundred. Oh, okay. Yep. And then Jocka sat behind me on a plane at five a.m. <laughs> flying to Thank New you for Orleans. Roasting her, by the way. Oh, and then yeah. roasted me thoroughly. <laughs> well, in my she face. caught me in the perfect time because it's like if good. I haven't been fed. <laughs> then I'm a little ticked off. That wasn't even that <laughs> And off. it was exhaustion because of the, the traveling. It was but, like, uh, yeah, so it, you you guys were on a plane together. It was we like four in the morning. We had also had that weird, like, set the flight 12 hours forward thing. Because we were on the same flight. Right. And then they were like, oh, it's actually at 6 a.m. And I was like, oh, well, great. Yeah, I got so confused. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I went on. to, I was walking home to go, like, throw my shit in a bag and go to the airport. And I remember I looked down to check into the flight and I was like, uh, Nate, we have a problem. And then we had a panic attack for. I was on a separate flight. I was already in New Orleans. Yeah, had a great time. The yep. brains of the operation over Drinking here. Drinking a cocktail. <laughs> Drinking a cocktail. Yes. I, um, I needed at least three of those by the time I got there. But, Put it that way. You got off the plane. You went to the right place then. I turned, <laughs> like, as we were, like, midway through the flight, I turned around and I was like, oh, I recognize that guy. All right. Um, and then we get off the plane and I was like, hey, hi, we're going to the same place. Cool. Was this before or after I ran back to go get my suit? Then you ran to go get your suit that you there forgot. You and I was that's, like, that's what we needed to add there. Yeah. No. <laughs> so you ran. left your suit on another plane? Okay, so <laughs> I was traveling with so much fucking luggage it was unreal i had my lunch my lunch bag i had my suit and then i had like two i had a school bag and then i had my my other luggage which had all my gear and everything and we were on the cheap bullshit delta flight too. i know <laughs> thank you evolve um <laughs> But it, again, it's one of those things where I just had so much, and I they had charged me up the ass. Yeah. Because I have Gary, sir, you have more than two bags. You're going to get charged. Oh, thank you. Fuck you too. Yeah. Um, it's cheaper to just get the regular flight. It's cheaper to just go JetBlue. Fucking might as well. You're spending the the amount of money for the luggage. You might as well just bump it up to JetBlue. Fuck we, United. Fuck Delta. Oh, fuck United's all those other worse. It's bad. all. 
<laughs> last trip, last trip. I could get on to that. I'll get into that later. <laughs> this is, I feel like this is a good question we can ask wrestlers is to rank oh, the worst airlines. That's a it's great one. Horrible. It's horrible. We, uh, yeah, because it's also, it was really disorienting because it's at five in the morning. You got to LaGuardia. When did you get to LaGuardia? We got there at like 4.30, I think. Uh, no, but wait, Did I take LaGuardia? Or I took, no, I think I- You were on the same flight. You were on I, LaGuardia. No, I think <laughs> I bumped into you in Houston. Yeah, so you were on the same connecting flight. From LaGuardia? Yeah. Really? You were sitting behind me. Wow. I don't remember that. I thought no. I bumped into you in Houston. Yeah, that's where our layover See, was. See, there you go. That's what I remember. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember midway through the flight from LaGuardia, I turned around and was like, Oh, that's Chaka. Weird. Because uh, we were like joking around like, are we going to see wrestlers on the flight? Because you had had a you are. great flight WrestleMania in. weekend. Yeah. Everybody Kath- and everybody is on those fucking flights going to the same fucking spot. We, our flight home, we were on the same flight as Kurt Angle and um, uh, Rhino. He just did a beard or a chin yeah, strap. I don't know. Oh, oh Scott Dawson. Scott Dawson yeah. was right next to me on, on the plane. Who's, we, that? Who's that? We flew out. He's in a revival, the tag team. Is that, the, is that the hair or the bald one? The guy, the bald guy with the mutton chops. Oh, okay. Got but it. I remember I just was like, hi, I'm a fan, whatever. Um, and then I was like, why aren't you sitting up front with them? And he was like, I like to be among among the common folk. And I was like, great neg. That's what Scott the Do- Dawson said? Yeah, he was, I was like, that's the best neg I've ever Because he looks heard. like any other, any other guy. I well, know. also because he's... If he's mid-card, he looks like a frat dude. If he's mid-card on WWE, they're not paying him as much. Well, okay. It goes kind of both ways. Yes... Right, or and also you look like another Joe Schmo. He looks like yeah. a frat dude. I wouldn't think he's a wrestler. That's assume- one of the things that I always said, like about like getting involved in the business. You want people to look at you and go, "That guy doesn't have a regular job." Yeah, you know that was one of the ideas of me. Like when I put on weight and I was like two thirty five, two forty five, and you had the split, and then I had the split head. I wanted, yeah, I had the half head. Like I wanted people to be like, oh well, that guy obviously (laughs) one is either gonna fucking dismember the plane or fucking (laughs) right, you know, blow us up, or two, he's just gonna eat everything in sight. You know what I mean? (laughs) But you know, it's it's one of those things where people just look at you and like, well, that guy doesn't have a regular job. Like that's the look you wanted to have years ago. Now you get like your stars that look like stars and then you got guys that just look like anybody that could just roll well, around. Seth Rollins in a black hoodie looks like a guy in a black hoodie. Dude, I, Seth Rollins would be a guy that I would probably hit, I, I would see at a, at a metal show. Like, yeah. I would get to see him at a down show. He, um, like, you like Phil Osamlo? He's fucking awesome. <laughs> he, uh, he was known for going to like the same old like post-hardcore shows that we, like, came up with. And, oh, like, yeah, for MySpace sure. Boom. He used to go with Bill Carr. Like, that's his boy. Yeah, yeah dude. Well, because we were, we've talked about this, too, because on our flight home, we saw Braun Strowman, and, like, he can't hide. He's Braun Strowman no, 24-7. No, he's massive. He's yeah. 24 How the fuck do you fit in this, you know, in that plane? He also <laughs> yeah. had zebra print luggage, which I really respect. No. <laughs> Not a fan? No. <laughs> it might be. You're not going to lose it. It's, it's just, it doesn't make sense. Look at your ring gear, and then you're wearing zebra leggings. <laughs> luggage. No, no, zebra luggage. luggage. Oh, zebra luggage. luggage. Oh, I thought you said leggings. <laughs> no, luggage that for pops the, on the, the carousel. the story, it's leggings now. It's leggings. <laughs> but I, because I, it was, again, four in the morning. I didn't sleep at all the night before we went home, and I'd gotten really drunk on a ghost tour. Um, so I turned around and was like, Nate, that's a wrestler. And I was like, oh, wait, that's yeah. literally Braun Strowman. 
And then he was very nice, but he was, what was fascinating about it, because it was the day after Mania, so he did that whole thing with Nicholas, and everybody loved him that oh. night. Was he sick? I'm sorry. Like, I, it's just fucked up to say. Was he's he not, sick? No, we no. Had He's the not same, sick? We had the same question. And he needs protein in his fucking body. <laughs> he's 10. Somebody gives him insure something. I don't care. He, well, because we were or like. the Nutrimint drinks down in the corner in the bodega. Get somebody give him one of those. We were like, there's no way this is a cancer kid, because they would be telling you, like, crazy. They'd be like, like look how great we are. Do, would they, would they, oh, yeah, because the, that, uh, who was the kid that got the. Warrior Award. Oh, oh, right. I saw that on Twitter. I can't right. remember. He's sick, right? Yeah, he's he was sick, sick. But they went out of their way to be Doesn't, like, this I don't believe sick. that shit because that motherfucker had a better bit than anybody. He had the best speech. <laughs> First of all, he had the best speech out of every fucking it's whole It's so family. weird that he's better at talking okay, than Rock. Exactly. <laughs> dude, he's better than any... Dude, watching him for those five minutes was better than any Rock movie I've watched in the last fucking five <laughs> You that's know? a take. I did. That's a bold statement. So. That is a bold statement. But I, like I mean, it. I mean, what? Do you really want to watch fucking Jumanji? So the one of the the nicest parts of booking Jaka for this is we ran into him at the Beyond show we went to in Rhode Island, which we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Hey, man, do you want to do the show?" And you were like, "Yeah, I just need one thing." And I wasn't sure what it was going to be. And you were like, "A bottle of wine." And I was just like, "Oh, do you like red or white?" And all you did was hug me. And that's how I knew this episode was going to go well because yeah. you like understood like, yeah. "Oh, they get it. We get so, it." So uh, yeah, we've had about a bottle and a half at this point. Bottle yeah. and a half. But anyway, chit chat works best when you have a couple. It's true. You know what I mean? This it, is a happy hour episode. Of mm-hmm. course, it has to be. Yes. You're, you're you're bullshitting. You're shooting the shit. I mean, what do you think we do on the road? As yeah. you know, as as you know, wrestlers and workers ourselves. Like, I mean, once we get to the next town, we're looking to, to fucking at least let loose because we just slugged each other for like three hours. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? So we need to let loose and some cut, get some steam off some way. Yeah. So we hit a bar, we go back to the hotel, we'll bring a case, whatever it may be. So you're saying is that Chris Dickinson is a needy man. <laughs> An emotionally needy person. <laughs> this is going to get... Is that the best way to put it? <laughs> you, you tell me. Uh, he, he... I guess because I've known him the longest, which would probably be what? Dude, I've known him. You guys do the math. I've known him since I was like seven or eight. Oh wow! Yeah, you grew up together? yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Is he also a Staten Island boy? Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Oh man! Yeah, wow. I'm originally from Queens. Okay. So uh, I lived out there, and then I lived in Richmond Hills, um, and then eventually, uh, when my parents got separated, they we moved to Staten Island. Then I, I think I had to live with, uh, oh my god, my godmother for a bit. And then pretty much there was a martial arts school right down the block, and that's pretty much where I met Chris. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. We used to attend martial arts together. What? Yeah. Was it like karate or? Taekwondo, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cute. It's huge in the 90s. Yeah, Everybody exactly. was taking some type of martial arts. <laughs> yeah, every you know? you and you Nobody was doing, this is when like, I mean, MMA maybe came out, or mixed martial arts, whatever you guys want to call it, but like maybe it started to get big maybe a year or two after we joined. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. it started to become more noticeable. Like, the events started popping and everything. This is before Dana White uh, and Matt Riddle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, when we were kids, it was like, it wasn't even, people weren't even doing, like, jujitsu or anything. It was like, no, you would go I to mean, Taekwondo and you would learn how to chop. Or Kung Fu or anything. I mean, like they had, we had those schools, but, like, the big one on Staten Island was 
uh, New York Institute of Martial Arts would end up being Karate USA slash Dragon Kims, which were these uh, three brothers and their father who owned not only their martial arts schools that had like four schools on the island, but they also owned IHOP. Like they <laughs> nice. branched. What an and end up, Yeah, they branched and bought an IHOP and they started an IHOP and they're the only that's, IHOP on the island. That sounds like every like karate school entrepreneur though. Like that's the dream, right? I was at a show uh, last week and uh, this comic Patrick Hasty, who's very funny uh, was nice talking plug. about... Nice plug, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. You go. Shout him out. <laughs> She's good, right? Yeah. He, he booked me on the show, so extra shout out to him. He was doing a joke about how he grew up in Iowa and the only martial arts uh, studio in their town was owned by like the pastor of the church. Oh wow. And so instead of saying hiya, they would go hallelujah. <laughs> I feel like that's a joke. I don't think they said that, but okay. I, be- I, but I'll I believe it. it. I lived in Iowa for a while. I believe it, just knowing what I know that. about Iowa. I choose to believe that. <laughs> when they're breaking <laughs> boards, they say amen. <laughs> <laughs> but he said then like the only kids that stuck with it were like the most religious kids so all the like bullies in their high school were oh, just like super dude. Christian yeah. did uh, you and your tag partner did you guys start wrestling training together too or was um, that just like weird well no um, he got into it before I did um, here's the thing and he always likes to say this in interviews and it's it, it, it pops me it's it's one of those things where he goes uh, you know um you know, uh, me and the jock, man, we've, uh, we, we've always, yeah, I'll be doing impressions because that's the only way it sounds like in my head. No, I always like talk like that. him. You know, me and the jock, man, we've, uh, we've, we're destined to do wrestling. Like we both dreamt of this. Eh. <laughs> it's you know, style, it was though. one of those things where. It sounds great. It sounds wonderful. Right. It sounds. It's a, we grew you know, up together. We you, loved you, it. You got to give them, you got to sell them <laughs> on the point. Brothers in arms. Right. You got to sell them on the point. And I appreciate that, you know. We did do a lot of things together. I don't know if we dreamt about it together because it was one of those things where I wanted to be Jim Carrey as a kid growing up. Like, that was my favorite. Like, Jim Carrey was everything to me. He was my idol. He was everything to me. I watched every movie. I watched his stand-up. Like, I was obsessed with him. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be Jim Carrey, like whether it was comedy movies or whatever, which Jim Carrey, like in living color, Jim Carrey or like, <sighs> no, like Ace mask. or the mask. Dude, no, the first movie I ever saw from Jim Carrey was once bitten. Ooh. Ooh, that was like the first thing I ever saw. And then I went to Ace Ventura and then I went back and then it was just like going back and forth, you know? And then I saw Living Color because my sister used to watch Living Color. I always ran home to try and watch the reruns on FX when I was a kid because I wanted of to- Once Bitten? No. Oh. <laughs> Every day Which is a great movie, bitten. by the way. I don't, I've good. never seen it. You've uh, never seen I've Once never Bitten? I've never seen it's it. It's very fun. It's good. It oh, sounds good. <laughs> it's a classic like 80s teenage- I believe you. Vampire Completely. whatever. So- First of all, I want more. I want more context on this Keanu shirt. Okay, so we're going back to the Keanu shirt. A beautiful Keanu shirt. shirt with a picture of a wonderful man, a hero to us all. Keanu he's a, he's a gem. He's, he's a gem. So good. He's a gem. If he's he like everyone j- makes jokes about like oh if X Y Z ran for president if Keanu ran for president most peaceful nation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah, but I, he he would have to be a scumbag to do that. You know what exactly, I mean? Exactly, and he's not. And you can't like yeah. when you're a politician, you're a scumbag. Like I think. Someone that gets kind of the passes, maybe Bernie, but he's got to be a fucking. I'm sure, like when he was younger, he was uh, like an asshole, or like to get to that position, you have to be a little. Yeah, you can read the room. We're kind of we're Bernie Bros here, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 feeling it, especially from Stash over there. Yeah. (laughs) 
producer with a prodigious mustache. This is what we got to do with the... The economy. You know? Yeah, <laughs> we're kind of terrible impression, but it's so. Uh, you know, any like any Bernie, you just got to get a lot of like room in your jowls. I think going I, for like a Bernie. I think I can do the James Adomian Bernie. That's like the one I can do. I you love the his, James Adomian which is Bernie. The one percent or the one percent or the two percent or the three percent. Okay, that's that's the one it. Bernie I'll I can it. do. Yeah, <laughs> I'll accept it. But anyway, Keanu shirt. Keanu shirt. Because okay, I do, so uh, I think it was. I want to say it was last year. Um, last year I just came across, cause you know how IG is like they, they fucking, we all love the they, wish. Yeah. App. They advertise so many things, <laughs> you know, whether it's weights, uh, shirts, you know, all this stuff. So they were advertising. There was this, just one shirt that I saw of just like, it was, it was a Bodie. It was a Patrick Swayze, Swayze as Bodie in, uh, in Point Break. Yeah. Nice. Which, you know, by the way, people, uh, Point Break is really my, my favorite movie from, uh, Keanu Reeves because it's got Swayze. Really? Okay. Swayze, first of all, Swayze is a once in a generation. He's incredible. He's an actor that could do it all. He's incredible. Okay. I love him. I love Tu Wong Fu so much. Oh, that's an excellent movie. But that was really like Wazamo's like movie stealer like Leguizamo oh Leguizamo he stole the show on that again that's weird that I had like a very formative memory of watching this movie at my grandma's house it's another one dude it was like a three o'clock special you get out of school yeah three movies that would always be on would be Bad Boys Independence Day and and, uh, fucking Tu Wan Fu yeah I I remember like watching it at my grandma's house and like having my one aunt pause it and be like wait yeah. So they're meant like throughout the entire movie. <laughs> I do this show in uh, in Austin where we it's like Mystery Science Theater. We like watch a movie and make jokes over oh, it. I love that show. It's super we fun. Love Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. yeah. Who was the Who was the first one? The the first guy. Joel. Thank you. But what was the actor's name? Joel. His or real name is Joel. He's just Joel. I can't remember his last name. What Joel. is he, Sinbad? <laughs> just one name? <laughs> Joel. Joel. I don't want to say McHale. Joel Robinson? Joel Robinson from Joel Stashman Rob- himself. Yes. Um, and then but it we was did, We Mike. did uh, Ghost for that. And I watched Ghost like 30 times. Didn't get tired of it. Ghost is Swayze so is so good, good in it. It's is the demon scene when they grab the soul of that guy. Pretty sweet. And the, and the Spoiler scene alert. the train. With that fucking creepy dude. What's that tall? Yeah, this character actor. Yeah, that tall guy. He's like in all like weird movies. Guy. Yeah, he's like a. I I can't even remember his name. It's like it's like the it's like the it's like the Asian dude from fucking Batman or Lethal Weapon. Endo, like that guy. (laughs) Like it was like there was like two or there's like five actors I could think of at the top of my head that I would see him in like every fucking movie that I love. (laughs) Who's your favorite character actor? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, I don't know how I'd answer that. Do you have one? Yeah, I can't think right now. The thing right is, now. is that like all the the ones that you would answer eventually are Oscar winners. So you go yeah. from being like, oh, you know, J.K. Simmons is my favorite character actor, but does he count anymore because yeah. he has an Oscar? Like my go-to is like, I would say like Harry Dean Stanton. Harry but, Dean like, Stanton, R.I.P. I think Who he won he an do? Oscar. He's Harry Dean Stanton is the tall, thin old man in everything. He's in, uh, he's in Repo Man. He was in movies. the new season of Twin Peaks. Yep. God, yeah. you're killing me. Give me something more. <laughs> Sorry. He was in uh <laughs> fuck, what else? He's like in he's an alien. Uh or aliens. One? He's in some alien. Ah, he's in some alien, she said. <laughs> he's in some alien. That's he's a good. character actor though. He's really exactly. He's just like So it's just an actor that plays like what? 
Just like the guy who you see in everything. Are you talking about Vincent Chiavelli, the guy in Ghost? He has Marfan. I mean, I guess that's yes. his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he yes. have like a weird shaped head? Yeah. Yes. He's that's tall, bald. Yeah. He's in... Um, Was he in Last Action Hero? He's in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Fuck. Yes. He's well, in Fast he's not the time. Indian, obviously. <laughs> uh, you want to talk... Okay, can we talk about that? Like, that's a perfect movie that ends with like a fucking low note. Yeah, you know I agree. I mean? Like, why can't we get shit like that? Like, I watched the remake, the, the or whether it's a sequel or remake of Blade Runner, right? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, all right, if Gosling doesn't die, I don't give a fuck about this movie. <laughs> Two and a half hours, and he fucking croaks on the steps. I'm like, thank you. The, People don't need to die. This is why I'm done with all these comic book movies. They suck. My hot dies. take on the new Blade Runner is that it could have entirely done without the Jared Leto villain. It would have yeah. been much better I, with the robot eyes villain, was right? fucking with me. I know yeah. contacts are not like that. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> okay? And they could have easily shaved off a half hour or two. Exactly. If they you had know? cut all the Jared Leto shit, it would have been right. way shorter. But I think, dude. I'm oh sorry. Oh, my God. That chick, she was a bitch. Oh, my she God. She was great. Yeah, well, she, I mean, but it was great that she got strangled the way she did. I was like, oh, my God, choke her. Just fucking choke her. <laughs> like, that's it. I feel like they could have taken all the money that they gave Jared Leto for that movie and thrown that little extra at Harrison yeah, Ford and, and been like, put seconds. on a you know put on I mean? a costume, like, put on put on wardrobe, please, dude. We didn't. I have need not you. seen this movie. Oh, it good. it's good. No, but it's good. It's good. Like it really is. I have don't, you vape? Just it, get really high. It's fucking okay. really good. It's um, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like it's it's a slow build. I yeah. love slow builds. Yeah. What's like your What's like your top three movies? What are your favorite movies? The Lake House. Besides okay. the Lake House, the which lake. you told us is your favorite Keanu movie. God damn, no. <laughs> I went really, and I looked for, up for the, the record. Plot. Let the record show it is Point Break. Well, the thing is, the Lake House. Because so for our listeners, I messaged him last night and was like, "Hey, as a preemptive question for the show, what's your favorite Keanu movie?" And you were like, "The Lake House," and I was like. Like, what a great... I don't care if it's actually Point Break. Like, for the context of that question, <laughs> what a wonderful answer. Because, answer. like, you yeah. know that, like, you're you're coming to the show in the context of, like, I'm a wrestler, I am a big, tough guy. And for you to be, like, the lake house. I love romance. Like, that's... God <laughs> it's bless. It's such a bizarre movie. Like, it was one of it's those things I caught at, movie. like, in the morning. Are you excited for John Wick 3? God, are you kidding me? Like it's like the I reboot love, I of I can't like, Keanu. wait to hear like, like it, who it, the TikTok man is. Oh, <laughs> Jason I mean, Van I didn't Zuka's. explore that much. I don't really look into stuff like that. I just go and see it with a cold. We yeah, saw, I try like, not to things. see I don't any like trailers. We saw a casting annou- announcement that Jason Manzukis is playing a character <gasps> called the TikTok man. Oh, oh yeah! Wow. Okay, I love Jason Manzukis. Yeah, no, he rules. Wood. Oh, another good uh, character actor. <laughs> Absolutely would. So, the Keanu Reeves shirt. Right. So, uh, year prior, Maricarana, Beyond Wrestling, uh, I felt that uh, me and Chris needed something to walk out to. And like any good tag team, you need some outfit or whatever it may be. And then, we're big point break fans. So, each, I mean, the main characters fit our fucking, basically our characters to, to the T. Yeah. If not a yeah. persona, because... I'm basically Utah. I'm Johnny Utah, and he's fucking Bodie. Like, you know what I mean? He's cool and calm, but the next thing you know, he's gonna fucking snap. You know? And I wouldn't have thought that, but now it's all coming together. That's, it's, yeah. that's why the reason. I mean, to me, I don't Perfect think he would sense. look at it that way, like in depth. But like, I think that's why that movie is our favorite because, I mean, that's us to the T. We got a friendship. There's some bond between us, but outside of that, people wouldn't understand. Like, people, like, gave me a bad reputation before I even started making a name of myself because of Chris, because of the way he wrestled and how he was. 
because they just didn't like him and they're like, oh, he, he's with Chris and fuck that guy. Why didn't they like him? They didn't like him because at the time when he was younger, growing up in wrestling or when he was involved, he was just shooting off the mouth, sure. just, you know, taking liberties with people. But, you know, he wrestled hard and he believed in himself and he was passionate about it. Aww. And at that time, a lot of guys weren't the same way. Yeah. You know, so and then you also got to go through the wire in wrestling. Like you got to get abused. You really got to get you know, push down to the bottom until yeah. you get get back up. I feel like at least in comedy, it's not like it's that like, now. I don't. Is feel, it not? I don't think so. I mean, I'm not gonna name names, but there's certain people I feel like they didn't really go through the wire, and that's. I okay. will ask you when we stop recording, right? Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but, that, but that's okay because you know everybody's pathway is different. Sure, it's like any type of career. Yeah, some people shoot straight to the top, others don't. Well, others have to work for it. What is your least favorite thing about wrestling? Um. I guess maybe not. Well, I mean, not really politics. I would say, yeah, probably politics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably politics because it's like, the fuck, man? It's all fake. <laughs> you know, we all yeah. got to fucking perform. Like what, you know, you need to be here in this match or you need to be, you need to go over. Like, dude, nobody really gives a shit. Yeah. Nobody wins. Belt of props. Yeah. It's a fucking performance. Ooh. They are. They <laughs> no, really are. No, but that's just like a very... Dude, belts don't build anybody. They don't help anybody. That's such a succinct insight, It's though. because people think they do. They really don't. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're taking that belt home. Does that mean you're a fucking champion to your wife and kids because you have that? No. It's fucking <laughs> fake. You didn't win anything. You didn't go to the Olympics and work four years and then fucking do the Olympics and then lose and get a bronze. You know, yeah. you didn't really bust your ass. You fucking got the fucking body wise because that's what, you know, what they want. But you didn't win that belt. Like, that's not really yours. Okay, here's another one. This is a two-parter. What What's a move that looks like it hurts really bad but is actually super fine to take and doesn't hurt? Mm-hmm. And then what's one that doesn't look that bad but really hurts? Okay, uh, Cop Killer, what Homicide does, the fucking vertebra Breaker. Looks yeah. nasty. Easy as fucking cake. Yeah. What is that one? Can you explain it's it? It's basically, I've seen it. he'll take the guy, the guy will be in front of him. Let's say the guy's like, his back is towards him. He'll be in front of him. He'll put his head in between his legs, scoop his arms behind him, uh-huh. and scoop him up. Mm. And then, then fall back. on him on his neck. That does look like, that it does sound disgusting. like it's really bad. Yeah. And it could be disgusting whether he likes you or not. Yeah. Okay. So make <laughs> sure... Make you fucking get on his good side. Because <laughs> then it's Otherwise, easy. Otherwise, the only thing I could tell people that take that, keep your fucking chin in. Otherwise, you're breaking your neck. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, one that sucks, and if people don't think it sucks, Alabama Slam. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Dude, because you can't <laughs> get the judgment on when he's going to fucking slam you. You're, you're over his head. He's got, his, he's got your legs over your head. He's got your legs over his, like, his shoulders. Yeah. And you're hanging by his ass. And then basically he's going to fucking push your legs down to swing you over. So it's like, oh, do I keep the chin in now? No, 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 no. Yes, no. And then you fucking hit the mat and you're cooked. Yeah. <laughs> that one in the sling blade. I hate the sling blade. The sling blade? I fucking hate the yeah. sling blade. Do I know that one? Um, you've definitely seen people do it. It's like you're sort of, well, you're probably better at Alabama Slam was me. done by our hardcore Holly. Sling blade is done by Seth Rollins. It's like you're the uh, 
the guy which taking one, it is which one do you want me to explain I'm sorry I haven't actually seen that much WWE explain, explain so. the sling blade explain the okay sling the sling blade is basically the guys are running towards each other yeah and one guy basically goes past them and he takes his, his right arm slings around the guy's neck and so he's like face up yeah the guy he's about to take the move he's, is face he's, up he's swiping behind him and bringing him down at the same time Ooh. and he's taking a back bump now if that the guy sucks. doesn't holy hold tight if he lets loose you'll be fine but if he hung, he hugs you and brings you down you're slamming your head Oof. like remember a lot of the a lot of the falls that were taken is mostly we protect ourselves by keeping our chin in chin mm-hmm. in yeah so we protect our head because once your head hits the mat Concussion City, you're yeah. done. Yeah. How many concussions have you had? <laughs> Good that question. That I can remember. <laughs> uh, I want to say four. That's not as many as one would expect. I can remember four. You are There's protecting probably more. yourself. You are There's protecting probably yourself. More, but I can recall four. Yeah. We, I remember I taught you about the chin tucking thing and we were talking about the styles clash. Yes, remember? Yes. That was so it. That's one where you Our, don't tuck well, your chin. Well, that's another one. It's like. I don't even know who was the dude that fucking fucked himself up. The well, there was a dude that almost fucked himself up doing it, but he like at the last minute, AJ Styles like put his leg out. Yeah, dude, okay. it's like, dude, you just gotta keep straight. Don't tuck your head, chin in. Just keep it in between his legs, and you're gonna be fine. That dude that fuck got fucked up. He was, was tucking like, his he chin. Was head back. No, he had his head back. Well, no. Yeah, maybe he did. No, he did. Yeah, it was, he sat on it. Yeah, he did keep his chin in because he was thinking it was like a regular bump. It's like, right. No, it's like different. What are you smelling? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> AJ's crotch. What's your <laughs> what's your uh, what's your like worst injury that you've had in the ring? Oh uh, shit! Fuck! Oh well, it's probably gonna be the the um. It's like a toss-up because one was from Bill Carr. <laughs> he dove over six guys, overshot it, and I was the only one that caught him. <laughs> no! And my head was down. Oh, no. <gasps> stinger <gasps> for the next year, so my neck was cooked. Oh, wow, for yeah, a year? Yeah, for a year, my neck was cooked, so I really didn't take too many crazy bumps on my neck because of my neck yeah. after that. And, and, Explain you know, to Rachel what a stinger is. I don't think she knows. A stinger is like basically you just get like it's almost like a whiplash, but in my case, I got compressed. Yeah, it's and like your dude's arms like going fucking numb. three plus. He's a big man. And plus, he was boy. once signed. So <laughs> he, we must since we're talking about Bill yeah, Carr, we must he was put that once out there. signed. But yeah, dude, that was rough. And then the other one was. I just like that I know him as an Eli. Yeah, there's an Eli with a shirt, and there's an Eli without. Yeah, a shirt. he's the shirted. Eli. He's the shirted Eli. Yeah. I figured we're gonna have to explore that later because I don't know what the fuck is. Kath's <laughs> other podcast that she has is with uh, fr- uh, two friends. I'm friends with them too. This guy, this guy Patty, and this guy Eli. And Bill Carr looks like Eli. Oh, he looks okay. like he looks like my friend Eli, who honestly he hates wrestling. Patty and I are trying to get him into it, but he's like he's like six five. He's like a big boy and he has a beard and he yeah, looks kind of like Bill Carr. Yeah, it's like dude, they only signed me because I was huge. Yeah, and <laughs> Patty's been on this show. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. And we'll probably have him back. Are you an Are you an Always Sunny fan? I've I only got past maybe the third season. And that's because there's so many. Yeah, Dude, there's so many that's shows. how I feel about it. There's so many shows. I think you are the always sunny enthusiast. We're talking about Stash Man right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Nate. Um, Nate, you think people should dive in at like six or seven, right? That's when it gets really weird. That's five season five. That's how five. I felt about Frasier. <laughs> Frasier's you best Frasier season. Fan? Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dude, Frasier's best season was season six. 
Season okay. six was excellent. Yeah. And now that the fact that they're trying to bring that back because Will and Grace was coming back or whatever, which I hope they canceled because it makes no sense. Yeah. Like those shows, they 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 were capsules of their time. For starters, <laughs> you know, took the words because that's what it is. They worked for the time frame that they were a part of. Yeah, you know, whether, whether society was soft or not, or it was just edgy then. Because I feel like back in the nineties, there was more things you could have done then than you could have done now. Because you know, somebody's gonna complain. But well, it's like, dude, Tu Wong Fu is also a perfect example of its era. You couldn't do Tu Wong Fu in like the post. Drag, drag yeah, race of course. Now. You couldn't yeah. even do Tootsie right now if you wanted to. I love Tootsie. Yeah, Tootsie's parents, great. Tootsie's really so good. Basically, Tootsie's reason why I'm here. <laughs> my parents went to go see Tootsie, and then after that, apparently, my father got got all hot and bothered. About Tootsie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Disgusting, right? Dustin Hoffman did it for him. Hey, I'm going to bang your mother, by the way. Oh, look. There's a, there's a child. You know? Wait, you were conceived because of a Tootsie? Because they went to Tootsie? They went to go see Tootsie and they went back to his place and oh, that was wow. it. Wait, really? That's beautiful. That's like weirdly romantic <laughs> to know the movie. How? It's Dustin Hoffman in fucking drag. I was, that was the reason. I was conceived on a waterbed. Like, it's fine. Okay, but that's acceptable more than like, you know, you know, hey, it was a fucking movie that got into me. Yeah. My Dude, dad maybe, can't Maybe it, he was like, I feel... A lot of empathy for the for women I don't know why you're now. Trying to explain <laughs> it, but let's be honest. Jose did not look at it that way. Okay, he was like, "Listen, we gotta go see a fucking movie." Oh, I like Dustin Hoffman. Let's go see Tootsie. Damn, I'm getting a hard on right now. You know, he and it's if she had had different glasses, Tootsie would be a little slice. She just had fucked up glasses. I don't know. I for think the record, that's I've never Swayze. seen the movie, so I don't know if his name was Tootsie. Was his, his name, name was Tootsie? Tootsie. Yeah. His name was Tootsie. Yeah. Wow. Are you a karaoke guy? I could do it. Ooh, what are your songs? God, I mean, the last time I... I went pretty heavy the last time. I was doing some heavy choices that nobody would have been able to sing. They were like separate Torah songs, so that was like a little bit of rough metal. Oh, right, you're like a metal guy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's you, well, it's one of the reasons why me and Chris connected right off the bat. Even, <laughs> off even as six-year-olds? Huh? Even as like six or seven-year-olds? Yeah, dude, I mean like... Six-year-old thrash I was... <laughs> I was into Beatles and Stones because that was being played all the time in my house. Yeah. My sister was a huge hip hop fan. Okay. And R&B, so I had that in me. But like, I think one of the first like rock albums I bought was like a like Led Zeppelin three, and I was like, oh, because it looked interesting, right? Yeah. The, just the, the cover of it. Cool. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, once I met Chris, it was like, oh this dude's onto some hard shit. <laughs> so then like he started like giving my taste, like getting harder into music. And then it just went from there. And then I just went back and forth between all type of genres, which I love because it's like music is not like that. Now it's kind of like an artist tries to do everything, mm. you know? And it's like, no, what made, you know, genres big back then was everything was different. Yeah. You need to do everything, do what you do best and let somebody else do what do they do best. And yeah. then, like, if they're, it works, then maybe you can mix it. Like, like that's somebody, what the 80s was about. Like, like, if a pop star tries to do a country album or some shit like that. Why the fuck do you do a country album other than you just want to be, you have, like, some fucking ego about it. Like, you want to yeah. show people that you could do it. Yeah. You know? And I feel like that's how it is in some cases in wrestling. Like, everybody tries to do everything and be, like, a utility guy, which, you know, I've always been a fan of because I could do every style, but... 
I also stick to what I do best. You yeah. Know okay. I mean? And that's telling a story. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I like to do. I'm not a fucking high flyer. I could do maybe one or two spots. You know, that's what I've liked. If I eaten that day, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> it depends on the lunch I had. Yeah. If I had a heavy lunch, I ain't gonna do no fucking four fifty. That's what I like. You know, because I've seen you three times. I think three or four times. Yeah, three or four times. That's I've seen all you, you need. <laughs> We're gonna see you again. Don't worry. But it's been fun watching you do different types of stuff. Because the first time I saw you, it was in. I think the first thing I said was, "Why are they barefoot? I hate this." Yeah, <laughs> the barefoot stresses us out, man. Rachel, Why does it you guys out? Rachel mainly you wanted to have fungus. you on. Rachel, don't ma- you walk barefoot in your apartment? <laughs> I have slides or socks on. Bullshit. Rachel mainly wanted to have you on so she could yell at you about wrestling about barefoot. The feet? Yeah, must hate Matt Riddle barefoot. <laughs> it stresses me out. It does. Dude, she doesn't I mean, like anybody barefoot. She's like, your toes are gonna get broken. Your toes are gonna get broken. If, it if, can happen when you have fucking boots if on. Someone, People's someone's ankles been, have broken when their boots on. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but the other thing is is that, you Plus, know, now we're, we're going to say allegedly on this because that lawsuit just wrapped. You can allegedly get a staph infection from a ring. So why would you, like, stop, tempt that stop. fungus? Listen. If you wore... If you wore flip-flops in the shower in college, you should wear shoes in a ring. Is mm. all I'm saying. That's a good no. point. Listen, I will say, I though, if he wore shoes, then he would Massage Envy wouldn't have been able to give him that great foot massage. Oh, my God. What? Are they actually good at it? <laughs> oh, they were. I mean, I can speak for VSK. He was hitting some spots. <laughs> Dorian was going for the for the rush spot. He was, he was rushing that, that little foot massage. Yeah. But VSK... He knew what he was doing. I'm sure his woman is happy. (laughs) I'm surprised they don't have like a premium charge at their merch tables for like we'll rub your shoulders right now. Massage envy? Yeah. I mean, I'll pitch it to them the next time. That that would that's a great idea. I screamed it while they were in the ring. I was like, "Do you sell these at the merch table? My shoulders kind of hurt." Brilliant. On on like on a scale of one to ten, day to day, how sore are you? Just like all the time, generally speaking. Which day? Like, say, like, you wrestled Friday, Saturday. Yeah, you wrestled a weekend. It's... Uh, Monday? It's... How, how about... Give me Monday, give me Wednesday. Monday, I'm exhausted. Like, in the head, like a sinus. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just tired because I just drove all night or flew all night right. to get to back to my job. Yeah. Shoot job, people. Um, on a Monday. Tuesday is the fucking worst mm-hmm. because not only is it a longer day for me, but it's when the soreness really starts kicking in. Yeah. Hmm. That's when it's bad. Wednesday, I'm already six feet under. Yeah. So I'm just already dead to the world. <laughs> so usually people know not to respond to me. I'm not going to respond to them on the Wednesday. Mm. Except for today, it wasn't that bad because I had an off weekend. You're oh, welcome. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank You're you. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. And you wrestle. So you wrestle. We saw you in, in Beyond. We saw you in Evolve. Right. Do you do. So you do. I'll do stuff like many here, shows or? around in Jersey, maybe some in New York, but really New York doesn't really book me. Um, I'm pretty sure they think it's a gimmick and they think I live on a fucking island somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I mean, mostly I'm just, you know, I, I'll do those main ones and then like. Just because I've been doing it for so long, I mean, for me, I mean, I know it's, for some, it's like, for me, it's rest. Yeah. For other guys, it's like, you got to keep working, keep working. I'm like, how do you fucking, you know, chill? But then I think, oh, maybe they don't have, like, another life. They don't have a shoot job like I do. So that's probably why the way I look at it. You know what I mean? Like, I'll take an off weekend or two, but then I'll have a couple bookings strung up together and... 
Well, that like I mean, we'll see. I will look at wrestlers who have pinned tweets who are like, "Hey, I need Dave to fill Stark, for gotcha. like go for it." <laughs> I'll look at wrestlers who are who have pinned tweets who are like, "I need the 19th and 20th filled. Somebody book me," which yeah. I hate. Okay, like I get what they're doing. I understand that. Yeah. You know, have these dates available if anybody could free them up. I just what is that putting yourself out there? It's like one of the reasons why I fucking hated Facebook. It's like everybody's got to give me their whole life story. That's why I hate like Twitter. It's like, you know, I get what you're doing. You're selling yourself. You're selling the brand. Yeah. But at the same time, some of them are just annoying fucks about it. Well, people, like, I need to fill these dates. All right, good for you. Go fucking work somewhere else. Like I understand that. Why don't you go privately contact that person? Send an email. Yeah. Send an maybe email. it's etiquette. Maybe I'm just I work differently. Maybe you know. I mean, maybe that's where I'm at. Where I'm at. But at the same time, I, I think, get what like, you're saying in terms of don't look thirsty. Basically, it just looks thirsty to me. Yeah. 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 I hate using that word. Yeah. Like I hate some of these words. Like oh, don't throw shade at me. Or, or you're thirsty. Fuck those words. We're, it's 2018. I get that. Like kids need new words. But it's like. <laughs> I understand what you're doing. Yeah. It just sounds shitty. Well, there's, at least in comedy, there's, like, the type of person that, like, fetishizes, like, the hustle over actually doing good work, where it's, like, they need to make sure you know that they're out all the time and everything, and they're doing, like, right, because seven mics a week or whatever, and that's their brand. It's, it's like, okay, but are you good? I gotta look like I'm busy. Exactly. Like I have no time. It's, yeah. yeah, and it's, like, it's actually just... Tell me if you're good or not. Show me that you're good. Right. Fail till you make it, right? Fail to <laughs> yeah. success. That, that's yeah. what it is. Like, oh, I love failing know, I'm upward. always out there like, no, you're not. Four in the morning, you're probably taking a shit. Like, you're not, <laughs> you're not, you're not out there grinding for that fucking, that booking. Work that smart, about. not hard. Exactly. Yeah. Which is what I do. I don't, you know, like, as I get older, you know, I want to work smart. I got fucking four gray hairs, two, like, they're popping out on Only the Only four? Yeah, well, on the beard, though. Yeah, I get mine all under here, near my, like... Well, where... I have the same thing here on the low fade, if you see it. Oh. I gotta get faded I'm up I'm jealous. Tomorrow. I want like, salt and pepper. You're blonde, dude, though. Dude, I know, I'm mine's just losing like color. I'm the white when I'm by, like, maybe... It's gonna be sweet. Like, in five years. By the <laughs> time my, my mom... my grandfather had white hair by the time he was, like, 39. I, my Are mom you gonna also change... had that by yeah, the time she beautiful. was 40. I'm gonna be she magical. Would... Are you gonna like change your gimmick? Are you gonna be, like, a wizard or something? God, I mean, if Hogan didn't work for Hogan I don't think I need to yeah I feel like Hogan I'm- should have been a wizard like towards the mid 90s <laughs> right and sweet because he looked like a fucking wizard yeah that, that ex- he got extensions in WCW the absolute <laughs> like, funniest like what the fuck dude like where's your staff like put a spell there, that's I, the spell I'm sort of surprised now that I think about it I can't think of anybody doing a wizard gimmick and Alistair I feel like there Blackwell, should be Alistair Blackwell if he like kind of well, wrestling I think the uh, is he really a wizard he's a satanist he's a satanist they become wizards mm. nah dude it's like a guy I could see it fucking uh, I'm, I'm gonna give you a shitty band 30 seconds to Mars like, show. <laughs> I'm so glad because you, you know why because like guys will fucking yeah you see I bring a full circle Jerry Leto but see the thing <laughs> is like I you know it, it's one of those things where you see guys like that have like that kind of outfit I'm not saying he does although I love Tommy End I, I appreciate him he's a great guy and they look at me and I'm like oh well that guy's gotta be listening to fucking Rastafari music and I'm like nah dude it's fucking as metal as you could get you know what I mean <laughs> like I'm listening to some fucking shit you know, who do you like in terms of metal? Exodus, Sepatora, um, some Megadeth, like at least two albums from them. Um, do you listen to that like to get pumped up before matches and stuff? What's that? Do you listen to that like to God, get pumped no, up? I used to. Yeah, it's funny because I used to like listen to fucking music to get myself psyched up. 
You know, I've noticed that Chris is starting to do that now and start kicking the wall for no reason. Um, like the dude's fuck. Well, what do you? You know, I'll I'll just start seeing him. Like at one of the last shows we were at, like dude's fucking got. It even looked like it was his phone. It looked like he had like the old school Walkman where you would like slip it in your hand. Yeah. But I didn't notice like he had some fucking. I, it was just in his hand. It just looked like, I don't know. It, for me, I was like, I was throwing back. I was like, dude, if he had like that weird. Headphones they used to have in like 2002, mm, the like the headset, one, yeah, 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 curve one and that blue one, or he had the silver one. I'm like, dude, I could think like this guy's like a fucking O2, but you know, um, <laughs> you know, I just remember like, you know, I'm like stretching out, I'm put, putting my fucking eucalyptus on because you know it just helps me breathe a little bit better. Yeah, <laughs> he's like jamming to whatever he's fucking jamming to and then like fucking couple kicks to the wall Aisha, Aisha. I'm like oh what the fuck are you doing it's like you want to run that spot you want to run that spot I'm like what what are you doing what the fuck are you doing over there so um, we we were looking at your uh, we, we we googled you we oh, prepare oh that's God. why I, well I always google wrestlers that we're considering booking because if there's like shit that we don't vibe with then we can be like oh that's know, true yeah we forgot. wanted to make sure you weren't like secretly so question, a nazi the, or something is the fee my wine is that what it is because hmm? you're saying booking i accept bookings <laughs> so is my payment the if wine we, that's true i hope so we're not making money yet so eventually um but we like we'll just like look people up to make sure that it's like not going to be anybody that we're going to re- regret booking I like an issue say. like if they're far no, oh. more, like problematic. More yeah. like, uh, but that's the ones that will probably boost up the fucking thing, though. This see, this is a fucking, this is a goddamn worker right here. No, you need those contra- you know, controversial go- characters on the show because, like, they're gonna bring something different, and people, you know, that's more eyes on the product. Am I right? Yeah, it's true. I mean, even though you are doing it for a hobby, wink, wink. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it is a genuine hobby, that right? Love doing. But wink, but still, at the same time. <laughs> You still need those 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 eyes on it, so you want to get those kind of characters that maybe like. We're gonna be on the Hulk Hogan uh, comeback press tour. Is what you're saying? Oh He's gonna God. come back. Guys? Could, He's gonna apologize for him. being no. racist. If we we're fucking him. making a pack right now. If you get Terry on this fucking show, <laughs> or you go see Terry, you put me in the fucking car. Okay, because yeah. that's that would end my Terry Tuesdays. Okay, that I've been doing all for fucking four, almost three, Terry almost Tuesdays? four years. Okay, so on my IG page, I always put a new picture of Hogan <laughs> on, on Tuesdays. So, and hence, Terry Tuesdays. I see. Terry Tuesdays. So it started off like as a joke, and then my sister gave me the name. She was like, you put it always, almost like every Tuesday. It should be like Terry Tuesday. <laughs> Terry Tuesday is very good. Hence, you know, thank you, Lunchbox, for that. If we By the get- way, her name is Lunchbox. Oh, Lunchbox. Cute. Lunchbox yeah. is cute. I like that. I really- if we get him on, I'm definitely going to pitch the wizard gimmick to him no, dude, dude you can't take my idea I'm pitching the fucking alright you're coming you the back wizard? you'll yeah. pitch the wizard gimmick pitch the wizard shit okay I um the funniest part of the Andre the Giant documentary for me is when oh Hogan, that was terrible is when Hogan that says that was terrible that could have been on the network it when, wasn't an HBO produced it was a it was propaganda yeah it was propaganda, propaganda. Film. we did it on this show and we we came yeah to, it could have been so much better well cause it's advertising for Hogan's comeback that's all it is. Really? That's in our. That's, that's what it is. is. That's what we thought it was. That's what we thought it was because the whole <sighs> fucking the whole you, angle Terry. of it is like <laughs> fucking love you. Is Hogan yes. like becoming like funny and likable again? And he's doing all these impressions and he's talking about like yeah. how I had everybody's got to talk about his farts. Terry. Like Vince, like dude, 
Like, I get it. Like, the fart thing is what popped you in life, but it ain't the elevator shit. Come on. Like, <laughs> like no, what I was going to say is the funniest part <laughs> of the Andre the Giant documentary is when Hogan says, back when I had hair, because Hogan never had hair. No, that dude. <laughs> He's dude, been bald. He was like born bald. Yeah. Dude, they, used to, they used to cut angles when they used to film him back in the late 80s and the early 90s, cut angles because they would show that bald spot growing. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like, but they didn't want to cut angles. They were like, nah, fuck it. Just leave it in there. Yeah. Leave it in there. Just say, hey, that's, that's the way he is. He's American. You know? Someone showed me recently, I can't remember. I want to say it was like Zack Ryder or something. It was some, some WWE guy where you see him, like he, something happens where he falls on the mat. He like takes a, takes a bump and you can see where whatever like colored hair powder he's using has rubbed oh, off on the mat. Like clearly just covering dude, a Drew ball Gula spot. Show me some of that. He showed. <laughs> so we're in the locker room in Nola. We were doing the access thing and, and Drew. Oh yeah. Chris, I want to ask you about that. Yeah. After the story. Well, I'll get, I'll get you. We'll get, let me get this in <laughs> there. So definitely we're in there and Chris is like complaining about his hair. Love you, Chris. He's complaining about the fact that about... Well, exactly. <laughs> the bald spot, right? And I, which, I, like, because you know what it is? It wasn't until, like, I think... I feel like it was after we did the access thing that he started clean-shaving it, which he looks so much better. It's Yeah, it's a good look for him. He's you know, definitely it, pulled off, off the bald, But he was holding on. Yeah. He was fucking holding on. And it was not like he even had a shoehorn. He barely had a fucking shoehorn thing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that fucking shit. He barely had that shit. So... He he was like, you know, talking about it. And then, like, Drew was like, oh, this is what I use. And, like, it was like some fucking powdery shit that he put. He, mm-hmm. Dude, he, like, literally put it in, in the back of his head in front of us. And I was like, is it like how I fill in my brows a little bit? It's like a spray that clings oh, to whatever it's the spray hair. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, well, right? actually, this wasn't that's, a spray. It was this a powder. Was actually, my brow stuff. Dude, it was like he was putting fucking adobo on the back of his head. Okay? <laughs> that's what it looked like. Like, that's what it looked like. He <laughs> bent his head down, he put it on, and I was like, was like, oh, what the fuck is that? And, you know, and then he was like, yeah. And then like, the only thing that I was logically, I said to him after we got out of the locker room, I was like, but what if you're sweating like you do, like a gorilla? Like you know what I mean? Like that's gotta come down. He's like, that's one of uh, our biggest fa- questions for girl wrestlers is like, what makeup setting spray do you use? How do you keep that shit? How on do you your keep face? that shit on your what face? What makeup? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Wait, for female wrestlers. Like oh, girl yeah, wrestlers. so it's like run, not running down like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always wonder too, why isn't there more like fake tanner on the mat? Like, because everybody tans, it seems like. I guess no, I, real tan. I feel like if they you, have the boosts. There was no boosts when we were doing it. But, I mean, I feel you, like there's more boosts than anything else. If yeah. you let a spray tan settle for, like, a day or two beforehand, it won't, it won't run it If you go. do the bronzer the night before, yeah. that's what a lot of guys do. They do the yeah. bronzer. In the mid-2000s, they were spray tanning the shit out of themselves. That's why if you saw, like, like a CM Punk tape or a fucking Dolph Ziggler tape, there was, like, fucking nothing but, like, you know, the Streaks. other human skin. Like on their fucking tape. Like, yeah, just like the brown, the wrist yeah, tape would I'm get like, all what brown. What the fuck, dude? Like you came out like a Oompa Loompa, and now you look fucking like uh, powder. You know. So, which was a terrible movie, by the way. Yeah. Wow. Oh. We were talking about Terry earlier. Um, Hulk were, Hogan? were you always into wrestling, or were, when did you get into it? Like, did you like it as a kid and stuff? Fun, uh, earliest memory of wrestling for me was. NWA with Ric Flair and it was like my my pops was able to get this channel or I don't know how it was but I just remember seeing like Ric Flair promos as a kid 
because my, my pops used to live in North Carolina. Okay. So he was a huge, like, Mid-Atlantic and NWA fan. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You know? So he used to watch that down there when he was truck driving back in the day. And then when he came back up to New York, got together with my mother, saw Tootsie, you know, and then, um, <laughs> you know, conceived me. They, uh, he would watch just, he was a big wrestling fan. And I remember, like, like I think it was like that, seeing that, and like another memory I remember seeing was like a squ- Like the first, I could tell you the first match I ever saw was a demolition match. And it was a squash match. Ooh. Do you know what those mean? I know demolition. I don't know squash. Okay, squash match is basically like they're in, they're, they enhance my talent. Guys that have like Joe Schmoes. That means jobbers, but it's yeah. a nice way to like say it. Like a Joe Schmoes. Yeah. Are just going to basically the make the, the guys that they're pushing. Yeah. Like... Looks for, like an authors of pain, like how yeah. they did, and now nobody has seen them. I know. Where are they? I don't know. I just I just saw that it was recently on a Twitter. I'm thing. I'm upset. Or like a messenger thing, and I was like, oh yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> so, um, but like that's what basically a squash match is. It's yeah. Like they come out, they beat the shit out of a guy in like ten seconds, and that's it. Yeah. So that was like the first actual match I ever saw. Okay. The first visual thing of a wrestling guy or a wrestling guy was Ric Flair. Yeah. Okay. So, which. Ended up years later noticing, like, oh, that's my favorite wrestler, you know? Did you, because it's interesting that you said, like, you, when you were a kid, you wanted to be, you wanted to be Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah, that was my idol, yeah. (laughs) Did you see any, like, parallels of, like, wrestling, the theatrical stuff of wrestling, or did you view that as sort of, like, a separate Not until later. Yeah. Not until later, not until I realized it was a performance. Yeah. Because you said to me very, like, one of the first times we talked to each other, that it was muscle theater. No, I said it was physical theater. Physical theater. Touche. <laughs> Never yeah. mind. Physical theater. That's but, what I. That's when anybody asks me if wrestling's real or anything like that. First of all, the hits are real. It's like, are you asking if a movie is real? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's so stupid to ask, say something like that in 2018. It's like, you guys know it. It's not, but it's just like, get lost in the performance. That's why I say like, it's just physical theater. It's like you go to a Broadway show. You yeah. see some acrobatical shit. You're going to see some knife fighting. You go to see fucking West Side Story. You know that knife fighting. That guy's not stabbed. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it's the same thing. Like, people go see Spider-Man in the dark. Like, it's not the same, you know? Is it still on, though? I think that's done. Yeah. I think that's that is done. done. I think it was too expensive. It was too expensive. It was very expensive. I wish I got to saw it when it was. What's yeah, that? that... People really got hurt. Yeah, they were getting <laughs> fucked up. Dude, they were getting fucked up. Dude, they get... Dude, Harrison Ford broke his leg on the set of Star Wars. <laughs> like, what the fuck? How does that... How does that happen? What stage mechanism were you doing? Like, he wasn't popping up like Rey Mysterio from 619. <laughs> like, he wasn't doing anything like that. What were you doing that he fucking broke his leg? I mean, Joey Fatone broke his leg on an NSYNC music video Dude, shoot. Dude, all right. So. Well, if you watch the Madison Square Garden special, which, like, I did, okay? <laughs> which was an amazing show. <laughs> Two hours had me hooked, and I watched it the night it premiered. Hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. I did. It was a fucking Saturday night. They did the countdown. They did everything. <laughs> there was interviews. Like, I had the same aqua shoes that they had when it came, when it got released on fucking Finish Line, when Finish Line first came this out. This is not the segue This is a lot of information for you. you <laughs> no, I'm like right, so happy like, right now. The, there was like one song. I can't remember the song. Maybe let's say it's going to be me, you know? Sure. Like, and they dressed the fucking, yeah, why are you doing it? Because I remember it very, very well. They dressed the whole outfit. It was like, a blue shirt and some type type of khakis, but the fucking shoes was like all water. And I'm yeah. like, dude, I'm watching this performance and I'm like, are the, what? 
they Jesus? Like, what, what are they floating on? What are they doing? What are they doing? Especially fucking Chris Kirkpatrick in the back with the shaved head. Like, you just cut that dreads. Like, come on. That was a serious face. It didn't look good when you did it. You're not British Bulldog. One. <laughs> okay? And two, thank God you cut it, but why are you huffing and buffing in the, in the back? You know, blown up. Even though, <laughs> even, you know, listen. The, the the reunion they did on the VMAs a couple years back. I watched that. <laughs> Keyword rough, okay? Because both Joey Fatone, because he probably ate one of his fucking famous sausages or hot dogs or whatever he has. He sells hot dogs now? He does some type of, he has like he has a, a fucking line? food line, yeah. Good for him. It's like Patty LaBelle pies. Well, he's Joey Italian. sausage. He's Italian. Don't it makes sense that he would have a food line. To Pat LaBelle's pie, because that shit is excellent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is excellent. I feel like you should also apologize to Patty because she's very scary. Oh my god. <laughs> Look, from what I've heard, her pies get rave reviews from that one guy. So this is maybe a dumb question. Uh, dude, fucking Patty, what? I would get. Uh, Backstreet no Boys are in sync. Okay, so I'm going to make people angry. Here we go. No. Backstreet Boys are the better singers. Thank you. Yes. NSYNC is the better performers. NSYNC is a better show. They are a better show. Yeah. If you want a show. That's not if that. You want a, if you want to hear music, if you want soul, if you want like fucking talent, like almost close to the fucking studio, you go see a BSB show. That's not that hot of a take. I think that's just the correct it's take. It's nailed on the fucking nose. That, why do you guys not have... Why doesn't everyone have health insurance? I don't get it. Because I'm sorry. I, I can't I can honestly fucking give you a logical answer for that. Like, I don't have a... I don't... I work freelance, so like... It doesn't like, make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Just lie. Especially just, even at the Fed. You don't have to say you're a wrestler. Especially even at the Fed. It doesn't make sense. It's crazy that people to me. still have to pay for fucking insurance and shit like that. It's bullshit. Like, it sucks. The only reason why I'm wrestling, ladies and gentlemen, is because I have a fucking job that has benefits. Yeah. It's the only reason why I'm doing it. You I, know? Is that, that is another question I want to ask. Like, what, what percentage of people you, that you work with, like, how many... Mo, like, on the indies, like, what percentage of people have day jobs? It's very small. Yeah, most people don't. Small. A lot of guys are eating out of the fucking. Wow. They're living out of the bookings. Those are the guys that you see out there working the most. To be honest with you. Yeah. Because They'll they know anything. they have to. Yeah. In my case, I know I could fall back on what I'm doing on the side, but, I mean, sure. I mean, I think maybe it's one of those things that kind of hinders me. Maybe it's one of those things for them. Like, a lot of people. The one thing I've noticed with a lot of other workers is that they. They never liked the nine to five job. Yeah, they never. That's were why about they do it. what they do. Then they. That's why they got involved in this, uh, because they could make quick money on a weekend. They have the full. You know, to me, it's like I need a routine. I need a routine. I need something to do every day. Mm-hmm. If I'm not doing anything, I feel useless. Yeah. I mean, I don't know many shows that are fucking running during the during the week. You know what I mean? I know there's some out there, but it's like so weird for me so, not to be doing something on a Tuesday and a Wednesday yeah so like you like having a day job love having a day job you love having structure basically yes I, thank you. Yeah. I really do it just makes sense to me in my head yeah. for a lot of people it doesn't make sense you know for some it don't you know Chris is a fisherman that dude is fishing <laughs> you know that's on his the day side. job no that's what he does he just loves to fish he's fishing on a 9 to 5 like that's what he's doing <laughs> he just started working at a tackle shop 
Oh, sweet. Two days a week, but that's what he's doing nine to five. He's fishing. That's what he loves. That's his passion. That's what he does besides, you know, wrestling. Look, so, look at her, look at her face. Like, I love that. Yeah. I'm also thinking of your favorite meme. Yeah. To be fair. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, so like, wh- that's what a day job does for you. What does wrestling do for you? Like, what's your favorite thing about wrestling? Like, why do you keep doing it? Gives it gives me the reason to fucking perform. Yeah. Since I was a kid, I've always wanted to perform. I wanted to do something. I've always Jim Aquarius. I'm an Aquarius. So I like this guy. I like this know, guy a lot. I like this guy a lot. We want the attention on us, but then we don't want to be fucking given credit for it. You know mm. what I mean? It's you know, I yeah. have my I have my days. If that's that, what you want, wrestling seems like a good move. It's perfect for me. Because <laughs> I'm I'm good to be the utility guy to do what I need to do to help people. But at the end of the day, I don't want people to kiss my ass and be like, Oh, you did so great. I'm like you just want to go out there and do it. I just want to have kill eyes it, on you. Satisfy yeah. my ego of like having a great match, and then that's it. I don't care if people say it was great or not, or you know, that's that's their opinion. I know I did a good job, dude. I know if I had a great match, the minute I come back, yeah. I don't need people to tell me if not, because I know what worked. You know what I mean? I don't need other people's opinion. That's why I do it. So you know? what do you, how do you know when you've had a great match? Is it how, how invested the crowd is, the people you're working with? Like- I mean, it's the, it's the crowd, but it's also the feeling inside when I know things are clicking. Yeah. When I feel like it's effortlessly. When I know I'm getting there to the next spot and I don't have to drag somebody mm-hmm. or vice versa. Or I'm being dragged. You know, I know when it's, you feel that chemistry and it's just there. One guy I had chemistry right off the bat in the last two years was Zack Sabre Jr. That's why we did it three times. Yeah. Ooh. That first match set the tone for the rest of the year for me. And it was just all on the fucking fluke. It was one of those things where Gabe was just like, let's just see if this works. Yeah. Put the match together. I cut a fucking sick promo. I had a sick shirt on, you know. <laughs> but and it worked for Zach's the versus dude, Zach it, so perfectly. Dude, but see, here's the thing. And I might get flat for this. I mean, maybe even he might get on me about it. I didn't see what everybody else saw. I didn't see why people were quoting him as like the best wrestler in the world. You know, I didn't understand his style. I didn't get anything about him. Mm-hmm. I had respect for him. I just didn't see it. You know, sure. and yeah. shit that the same thing could be said to me from a lot of people that don't know me. Oh, yeah. I, and there I, are comics yeah. I feel that way about where right. it's like all the respect in the world. Not for me. And don't I'm get the it. Same way. I'm very even keel when I go into matches. I don't have a, a prejudgment about this is going to be good or this is going to be bad. I just go into it. If it works out, it works out. If it don't, it don't. So I had that opinion going into that match. And it felt like we had something good together when we. We, we had some because we didn't really put any like I know a lot of guys call everything and some guys don't we had certain ideas that were like oh maybe I'll do this oh maybe this one might work maybe I want to do everything else was just was on the fucking fly and we felt not only the crowd but we felt what we were giving each other and that's why the match worked so well and that's why we connected so well because it was all creating magic right on that spot you know, I mean, the crowd was so, f- first of all, for me to have the crowd be backing me up, even as much as they were backing him up, was nuts. They were chanting my name just as much as they were chanting his name, and he was more over than I was, you know, built in the company and in general. So yeah. it's like, for them to be fucking 50-50 was like, the fuck, you know? <laughs> and that's the match that got me over, and it, it fucking 
gave me a fucking like a stamp of approval like oh this guy could do it yeah he can you go you know what I mean because yeah. after that like it was a wrap like there was no problem from anybody else I mean I knew I could go with anybody I just needed to prove it to, to the crowd you know what I mean and that, that was that match you know what I mean and that's why it worked for two more matches that it just went the distance is that like your favorite match you've ever had you think yeah for sure yeah Aww. 100% that's top five for me. It's really interesting to to hear wrestlers talk about this kind of thing of like, especially stuff like this where it's like somebody who you maybe, it's not like you, it's not like this chemistry that you guys had in the ring is built on a personal relationship mm-hmm. or on like any kind of interpersonal stuff. It's yeah. just like, it just works and it, it's so organic. Well, I can enlighten on that because yeah? it's funny because I befriended Zach before we even wrestled. Oh, yeah. So we have hung out a couple times, had a couple, you know, good nights and drank. I've heard he's a very fun dude. Dude, he just, okay, he's like a fucking fish. I mean, (laughs) you want to talk about, like, I remember one night, I think it was, I want to say it was either Chicago and Detroit. And I remember the last three people at the bar was me, Lenny Leonard, him, uh, Zach, I'm speaking of, and uh, somewhat comatose fucking Chris. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you know just still drinking shooting the shit and we had all the involved a locker room at that time which was like a year ago a year and a half ago that was all at this bar and it was just ended up being with us four at the last guys yeah like still going outlasting you know, everybody he's i mean that's the thing like it's so funny it's like the character he portrays is not who he is in real life <laughs> dude is funny hysterical like dude i mean he like so genuine yeah it's so funny and he that, you don't get that often he's the most genuine person dude was living in fucking in in uh oh my like god like Greenpoint right yes yeah. thank you I would go there and I'm like how are you here what are, what are you doing here? it's so like, funny cause like yeah he when he wrestles he's like a serious uh little communist murder machine yeah. he's a sociopath for and then sure. I mean we just talked to him for a minute but just dude, yeah clearly a neck. chill dude, funny dude neck oh my god <laughs> like I you know what kind of match you had after you you know it's and it's one of those things where it's like you know it's funny cause like me and Chris would say this all the time like we would size up a guy and we would be like, all right, well, we know we're in for a long night or we're not in for a long night. Yeah, it's one as far things. as like how much punishment you're going to take fighting him. Yeah. So like when we were looking at Zach, we're like, fuck this dude. We're going to kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck him. Like, yeah. I remember like the, 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 the after, because it was like he had just wrestled Fred mm-hmm. that night and then like he rolled out. I cut my promo. I'm giving him my shirt, whatever, because I don't want fucking a runner to take my shirt because they'll fuck that up and then <laughs> he looks at me and he's the the only thing he could say to me is like dude just kick his fucking ass <laughs> that's all it was yeah and that's exactly what we did like we beat the shit out of each other and then it's like holy shit magical match and then there was two more matches to get through because that's exactly what we kept doing after that yeah it was just two hard-hitting matches and it's like dude like i know like for certain guys, it takes a lot out of them doing the acrobatical shit, mm-hmm. the high flyer, those matches, those spot matches. Yeah. But if you're doing slug matches, like matches I like to do, like strong style shit like that, mm-hmm. that shit takes up so much more out of you than any fucking flippy shit that you could do, in my opinion. In yeah. my opinion. You know, it takes so much out of you because you still got to tell a story, but still fucking give it to the other guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Hundred percent. And uh, fuck, man. I mean, that's why in my opinion, and I've always like, I don't create any judgment until after I wrestle them. Yeah, you know, that's and a good policy. After I ju- wrestle them, then I'm like, all right, this guy's good. I, even whatever people told me, it said the same thing about Walter. People were raving about Walter. Got to wrestle him, you know, and then it's just like, like I've always loved Thatcher. Yeah, Thatcher was the only one I only had an opinion about that I was like. That dude's fucking solid. Like that guy should be more where he should, you know, he should be. But it's he's resting as much as because of his decision. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He never wanted to go to the WWE. He wanted to do Germany. He sees wrestling in a different way. Yeah. And I have so much respect for that. Walter was a guy that was raved about before he came to the States. And I was just like, I guess we'll see when we eventually meet, you know? Chris is like, fuck it. Nah, he's on. You know? <laughs> I'll see it. And I'm like, all right. You're gonna see it because I've watched his matches. You watch his matches, he's like, give a fuck. You know? I'm like, all right. Okay. Watch his matches. We're putting the match together. And I'm like, oh, he's gonna get lit up a couple of times. I'm like, I can't wait. <laughs> and then, of course, I take the fucking, the, most of the beating in that match. And then I'm like, shit, this is like, it's gonna be a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Because my partner's working against me instead of working with me. Fuck. Who's your who's your like favorite who's your favorite uh person to wrestle singles and then who's your favorite like tag team to wrestle with uh good question Dickinson? that is a great question um singles uh shoot has to be fucking Zach now yeah. because I mean he's just effortlessly it's just I don't have to really think about him too you much you miss I him a lot then right hundred percent moving back to UK he's one of the greatest guys I've ever met man Aww. um. Tag wise, I love tagging. Not to say I'm not shitting on Chris because he'll take this to complain about it 20 years later. Um, hey, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I love working with my brother, but um, I I love tagging with um with Mike and Angel. Um, yeah, Team Pazuzu. Yeah. Yeah. Or LAX, little, whatever. We did a little googling on Pazuzu before the show too. Yeah, they dude. Those those boys like they. I mean, if anybody doesn't think they're like one of the top tag teams right now, they're fucking fooling themselves because they, those boys work so hard and they just get it. Like they get in, they get where indie is now and they get what it was back then. You know what I mean? And they were, they were two dudes that like flat out, like, you know, I give credit to Pinky Sanchez because Pinky Sanchez is the reason why. He he brought them to light. Like mm-hmm. I think we should bring these boys under our wings. They're gonna help us out, and we're gonna help them out. And like, dude, they took the ball and they fucking ran with it. We were really impressed with them at that Beyond show. Yeah, I'd never did. seen them wrestle before. Amazing match with that fucking was, Ring Comp that night. That was so good. That yeah. was great. And like, especially because Ring Comp is like so over in our minds Fuck to have these yeah, guys man. that like come in and are just like just as equal immediately uh, yeah, immediately ring. you were like oh this is this That's is a totally yeah. Yeah, not yeah. a one-sided thing yeah like, these dudes can go yeah. they're really really good i can't good. wait to see more of them yeah honestly. they're awesome yeah for sure i mean those are two guys like really like they had a lot of buzz coming into him and it's the same thing with south pacific power trip those were a, a team that we were set up me and chris were set up the year prior that they had so much buzz and people were over about them. And I'm like, I don't even fucking know. I don't know progress. I don't know anything about that. I'm, it's not out of just like being an asshole or anything. It's just outside of wrestling, I don't watch anything. I'm yeah. just completely oblivious to it. I feel like that's, it seems to be pretty common among I, wrestlers I, 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 to I not watch. Is, but a lot of guys don't because they yeah. know shit. 
I didn't know anything about them, but Gabe felt like we would have a solid tag match with them. And sure enough, that year we had the the last year's experience, or whatever you want to call it, WN live experience. Mm-hmm. We had the match of the weekend. Hell yeah. And we nice. fucking killed them. You nice. know what I mean? We killed it with them. And those boys are great. And look, you look at Travis Banks now, who's on fire. And now TK Cooper's back on fucking injury and he's killing it too. Like, those are guys you're going to see like a lot more of, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone asked, um, how do you feel like. I'm actually interested to hear this because I feel like there's a little bit of a comparison with working clean and comedy. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked, like, is it weird or like how is it working for like a super family friendly promotion like Chikara? Somebody asked that because you've done some Chikara stuff. Do you have to change what you do? When I first got into it, yeah, I totally did because I thought I had to do more lucha stuff. Mm, yeah. And I wasn't, it's not that, because the, the, the one thing you won't know is that I did train with Chikara maybe my first or second year of getting into the business. Oh, yeah. That was another I thing I was going to ask. I trained for a summer. Yeah. And that's Where did I, you train, like, mostly? Oh, God. I All over? Bounce, yeah. I bounced yeah. around. I, I mean, my original trainer was uh, Andrew Morgan, who is Magic, mm-hmm. from uh, Jersey Earl Pro, who's also part of a Shaolin Wrecking Crew. Right. He was the original... He was the guy that showed me basically all the foundation that I needed to know. Which is how he knows Greg, a.k.a. Plasma, because he was in Jersey All-Pro, right? Right, right. I like that yeah. he's Greg, Well, that's how I know Plasma Dan Barry, now. too. Yeah, Dan Barry, Dan yeah. Barry was one of those guys that used to come through the same thing. Like, you know, I, that's... Long I Island boys. D, that's how I met, you know, Homicide, Key, and, mm-hmm. you know, Dan Moff and, and Steve Mack. Like, I met all those guys, like, through that, because I was a fan going to those shows, and then I got involved with them. Um, but you know, uh, magic was the reason why I got into, he, he was like one of those guys that saw, you know, cause, cause me and Chris used to fucking wrestle a couple of kids outside of Costco in a fucking baseball field. <laughs> and you know, he's, did you he, put it on YouTube? I feel like there's some good no, YouTube shit. No, we did shit. like a local access TV. Oh, hell yeah. So oh, good. It was a local access TV and it was called industrial TV and we used to, um, we worked out some program with them where they used to shoot show our stuff like at three in the morning for an hour, and we used to be on that. And Magic <laughs> used to hang around there, and he saw us like wrestling, and he was just like, "Yo, I want to teach you guys how to like bump properly, so that way you don't kill each other." <laughs> you know. And by the way, I fuck Pepper from Salt and Pepper. <laughs> So you're like, I'm in. Teach me everything you know. So um, <laughs> so that was the foundation of it. And then after that, like, because I've known Sean Maluda, who's a part of the Cruiserweight Classic and was is one of uh, Afa's nephews. I've known him since I was a kid, too. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, do you want to come train with Pops, with Afa? And then I started training with them and I started doing for shows with them. And then we did a tag for a bit. Nice. And that's how that, nice. that's how I really started getting into business. I started as a tag team there, you know, and then I just branched off from there. Once C moved to Florida and I just stayed up here and started doing my stuff over here. Nice. Yeah. But Shakar is like, Shakar is the reason why I didn't make the move to Florida and start working with Pops again. Because when I was down there talking to Pops about wrestling for him full time, Quackenbush had called me on the phone and asked me that he wanted, if I wanted to, I was mm. interested in working with him. And I knew of Shakara, you know, I just never watched it. I didn't watch an episode or anything like that. But I knew how big it was. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, once he told me what he wanted me to do, and I was like, fuck it, I might as well give it a shot. And I gave it a shot, and that's what led to, you know, Beyond, and that's what led to, you know, uh, doing the Harlow Race Camp after that, and then doing uh, Beyond for a full time, and then Evolve here, you know? What was the Harley Race Camp like? I feel like we're getting into now like more boring, not boring, it's but not like boring. shit. It's just I like don't the get story. Yet. No, it's more like uh, I feel like other shoot interviews ask this, whereas ours is like, "What's your favorite Keanu movie?" Yeah, but I'm you know. curious. No, I'm mean, curious. I'll keep it short. Harley Race <laughs> Camp was an opportunity to try to get into pro wrestling, Noah. Yeah, that's what me and Chris wanted to do. We were like, "Fuck it." Ric Flair is going to be there, so there is one fucking thing to scratch off our bucket list. Yeah, and two. Oh, we could get into pro wrestling Noah. Yeah. Did it. Um, you know, there were so many guys that came out of that camp. The year prior had had Tom Tommaso Ciampa. Mm-hmm. The year that we were involved had Michael Elging, uh, the guy named Crimson, who was Tommy Mercer. Mm-hmm. He was in that. Another guy that was a uh, former heartthrob um, from <laughs> WWF for a bit. I forget his fucking name. Dude, it had so many guys that were on there that I would see later, you know, just crossing paths with them. And, uh, fuck, I don't think any of us got to do Pro SNO because <laughs> Pro SNO was working a relationship with uh, Harley Race's uh, school. And um, I just remember learning under the, um, of, uh, the tutelage of, uh, of Harley Race, Marifuji, Vader was there, Trevor Murdoch. Um, Vader had his son there training too. Um, there were so many guys there, and I mean, I don't feel like I saw any of these guys in fucking Noah, you know, and I was just yeah. like, fuck, man, I guess it was that's, all propaganda. It sucked. That's why I was, like, wondering, because I feel like, so Rachel, Rachel, the premise of the podcast, Rachel's, like, kind of a new fan, so she doesn't really know what we're talking about. Yeah. But they do these, like, clinics for people, and it's mm-hmm. basically yeah. like a tryout. To, it's to, like a seminar clinic. You learn under these people. Originally, Harley it was Race advertised is like a big for Ric Flair, but yeah. any, Ric Flair never showed up because of a fucking lottery <laughs> ticket that he was selling in Carolinas. <laughs> he was selling his own lottery tickets <laughs> in the Carolinas. That's why he couldn't make it. That sounds like wrestling. That sounds like everything it I've sounds come like to know about booking. wrestling. Hey, Rick, you want to come see Race? Fuck that. I'm going to get my paid over here in Carolinas. <laughs> um... <laughs> That sounds so, like wrestling to me. Right. But what instead happened, ended up happening, because it was a representative of WWE, and it was a representative of Pro Wrestling Noah. So and so they come but, and they watch everybody right, as yeah. they're training. And WWE's position, they put Ricky Steamboat. And I was like, oh, shit. That's pretty rad. Andre, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> How do you breathe fire, motherfucker? <laughs> Tell me. How did you do that shit? You know? Which was what I was interested, but no, I mean, dude, it was great. I mean, they were they gave us like critiques. They they put us through the wire with the workouts, and you know, I mean, I remember two months prior because I thought I was like, fuck, I gotta be in tip top shape, dude. I dropped like twenty pounds prior to that. I was going there like fucking skinny, you know, like I haven't eaten that, <laughs> you know, and I was just like in good condition, and I did that, and like even blew, you know blew through the, the workouts and did these matches, and then. Fuck, nothing came of it. Yeah. Except for like networking to get to do Beyond Wrestling in in Sandusky in Ohio. Boom. Which started where we are now, in which I met you guys. Yeah. Full circle. Full Full circle. circle. I like it. Is there anything else you would like to say to the WrestleSplania audience? Is this out next week? Does he have any plugs? Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to plug. Just check us out for Evolve 106 and 107. Uh, 106 is in New York at Laboom. We will be there. We will be there. 
107 is in Melrose uh, in the uh, Memorial Hall, I believe. And uh, Beyond Wrestling is running the same show, uh, Double Shot, with Evolve. Sweet. On uh, 107, so you could check that out. And that's, um, fuck, I'm sorry, Drew, I forgot the name of the show. Um, <laughs> but that's a Double Shot where before four of you Evolve. And uh, those are the next two shows. You could check me out on that. Yeah, and you can follow Jocka at Yao Jocka on Twitter. On No, it's Yao, Yao Savage, Savage, Yao on, Savage Twitter. on Twitter. Yao Jocka on uh, IG, yeah. which we could catch every Terry Tuesdays. Absolutely. And Flesh Fridays. And Ooh, uh, Flesh if Fridays. Anybody, yeah, Flesh Fridays. What is that? Oh, God, you'll see. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, and quickly, if you guys want to come out and uh, check me out, I'll be at the uh, Big Apple Barbecue this Saturday. Hell yeah. That's in Madison Park. And Sunday, Madison Park again. Or I will be at the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Hello, yeah. check that check that out. <laughs> awesome. All right. As, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Wrestlesplania. You can email us Wrestlesplania at gmail.com. If you wanna rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, that always helps us out. And uh, we'll talk to you next time, right? See you later. Yeah, See you later. Thank Bye. you so much. Bye. 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 We're gonna drink more wine now. Yeah, we Bye. Are. Bye. Bye.